0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Spacemen from Pluto podcast. I'm your host for this episode, James, and joining me as always
1: is... Ben. Dan.
2: And Christian.
0: Brilliant. Just someone felt like just twatting their mic right (laughs) as Christian said his name, (laughs) did we?
1: Sorry. (laughs) It was me.
0: And this week, you know, because there's been, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, this little indie film called The Batman Came Out. We thought we'd, you know, just get together have a little discussion about it because we finally all watched it. We're probably a little behind the main wave of everyone talking about this film, but we kind of just sat down as we always do when we have having these conversations of, Oh, should we do it? Should we not? I just went, yeah, fuck it. We're going to do it because we think it's worth talking about, isn't it? Because finally guys, a film came out that was more than just, yeah, it was all right.
2: Hmm. It gave me COVID. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the bats, mate. They're everywhere.
2: No, nah, I think, I think you've got that before.
0: I tell you what, though, touch wood. And, you know, I don't want to jinx this because I feel safe enough to say we're far enough from having seen Ben for this, not to get political or anything. It shows that these vaccines do work because we were sat with you all day for three hours in a room and Christian and I both tested negative. The other person we were with tested negative. It's almost like there's something to this science malarkey, isn't there?
1: <laughs> nah, man, I was targeted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's probably also
2: because so we've man. all we've all had it numerous. Well,
0: James has had I it. I've had it twice.
2: Yeah, I will say, uh, ben, Ben's the only one who drank the tap water. <gasps>
0: <gasps> oh,
2: my oh, I did. God. <laughs> no, oh, that
1: was conspiracy. They, they put. I thought I said it last podcast they put drugs in the tap water to keep us sedated. I said something like that. Eating cake now though. Yeah,
3: Ben, uh, while you're eating cake, try not to like smash your cutlery about.
0: Yeah, you know, cutlery and porcelain, famously really quiet.
3: Um, so Sorry. yeah, let's talk about the Bat the Batman. The Batman if you want, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb
0: and say you guys in- enjoyed this film. I did. I've seen it twice and both times. Very good. I was gonna say fun time. It's not the most. It's not one of those like, oh yeah, it was fun. It's just a good film. It's a really yeah, yeah. good film.
3: Well, um, I I saw it today actually. <gasps> I life. saw it this morning, the morning of recording of this podcast. So my opinions are very fresh. I'm still kind of formulating my ideas. I'm not mm. totally sure that um, you know, I'll probably need to watch it again just to make just to give it a fair kind of yeah kind of fair fair um, review, I suppose. But my kind of pet theory is that like um. I'm not saying you guys do this at all, but a lot of people hype things up, especially comic book films. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why a lot of, uh, you know, mediocre superhero films sometimes get a, um, a pass because of that, I think, and are held in high regard. And um, I've got to say, I, I, I think this one's the same as well. Really? <laughs> you think it's just oh, fine? Cool. Interesting. I thought this was okay. okay. I thought the film was okay. I really, really enjoyed the first act very, very much. I thought like the first mm. act was by far the strongest part of the film. And then it just kind of became a little bit mediocre. It became, it lost all of its uniqueness and all of its kind of weird creativity that it had in the start. And it just became a bit of a daft superhero film with a lot of like borderline bad writing. And uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. But, uh, but I, d- I didn't think it was, you know, this incredible, um, incredible film that everyone seems to think it is.
1: Yeah, because it came out in 95 and it's called Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but Ben, ben check it. it this ears. time,
0: capes. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
3: You see, that's one, of the, that's one of my main criticisms, actually, is that I thought it was way too long. I,
0: it is long. I'll give you that
3: it focused on the least interesting parts of the the story for too long. It should have just focused on the Riddler and been like an hour shorter maybe and just been a bit of like a recreation of Seven, I guess. Batman's trying to figure out like who's um, killing people, you know, he's being a detective. He's beating up the Riddler's dunes you know like it, it was a very interesting kind of like theme with the Riddler, where he was getting a load of support from like social his own social media community you know he was it, it was kind of capturing the moment you know people being radicalized online mm-hmm. and everything that was like really interesting and you know you developed this entire community around him that in the end they, end they end up kind of like um you know laying siege to the city and everything and that's great but that was the most interesting aspe- aspect for me. All the kind of the mafia stuff was was I've seen it all before, and it was just kind of like I get what you mean. Same characters as well. Like, you know, I know it's from the guys from the comic book. The characters from the comic comic books, but you know Falcone and Maroni, and it's like we're doing this again. Below, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: hmm.
3: But um, but you know, that being said, though um. It wasn't it wasn't a terrible film. We can go into my criticisms more later, but I,
0: I won't go on. I'll let you guys talk. No, I, I, I don't think you're entirely wrong in saying that this film is long. I, both times I've seen it, I would say I was very aware that I'm sat for three hours, but I don't think I'd ever say I was bored. I was quite worried watching it a second time only days after the first one that I'd be like, oh, like, I'm not, am I going to enjoy this as much? Because I know the storyline. I don't have that sort of mystery element that keeps me in, uh, like, into the film. I didn't find that at all. I still really enjoyed it a second time, maybe even more. But I, yeah, I thought it was really good. I did think halfway through, it's like, I think they've done a good job of how you get a sort of detective case in a film when you can't do, ooh, who's the killer? Because we all know who the Riddler is by this point. I thought they did a good job of crafting a mystery around such well-known sort of characters and stuff by now.
3: Yeah, for sure. I, I really did enjoy that aspect. That, mm. that aspect of it, uh, for sure. Although I, d- <clears throat> I didn't really rate Paul Dano's performance.
1: What? Really? I thought he was a really, really good riddle. Not really. It was like good. It was just like, I've seen him do that before. It,
0: it, it, you know, it's not True. like Oscar winning and all that, but it's not bad by any means. No, I don't think it was. No. No. One thing I will say about this film, though, is it gave us something we've not seen from live action Batman before. And I think we've all been saying this for ages. We want to see quote the world's greatest detective do some detective work and we got that from this film we haven't really had that from batman before so like i just like that there was a reason to reboot batman and because they're doing something new with it like as much as i love the amazing spider man film it's kind of the same story just redone with different actors and a slightly different take on it i appreciate that there was a reason to do a new batman because it's something new yeah, mm. that's why I
3: I really really liked the first act so mm-hmm. much is because it was just such a weird new take on Batman. You know, he's, he's basically just this kind of emo weirdo, <laughs> it, and he, you know he, he there's you see his like mansion that he lives in, and it's and it's this horrible like gothic grimy <laughs> kind of like place. Uh, and Alfred's just kicking about this Cockney but- butler who's like really good at like solving riddles,
0: and the whole <laughs> like, like they're a crossword.
3: Yeah, exactly. And like you, you um, that you see the detective side of Batman, and he's got those gross little eye contact Love lenses that, that that he lo- he's able to like view stuff through those like weird. Screens that aren't mm. quite like the, it's like the high, the, the technology is there and the cleverness of the technology is there, but they have this, re- it has this really weird, like gothic look to it.
1: Yeah, it was so Blade Runner for me, Dan, when he's just like at the console pressing kind of buttons, see like enhance. I was just like, when he, I said to the guys after the film, like, there's a bit where he just presses some buttons. I was like, oh yeah, it's a real button. It's <laughs> just clicking a hard button. I love a good. I love a good button. Like they
2: do it in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I love it when he does paperwork. It's, so it's, good. it's just everything is like he's like, no, no, no. I don't need any modern keyboards. It's a full mechanical keyboard yeah, from the eighties. Like, oh, yeah. Typewriter. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> but it was like stuff like that made it feel really unique. It was like, oh, yeah. I'm watching something different here. This is like there's a lot of creativity and thought gone into like the design of the of Gotham. You know how mm. how Gotham looks. And feels because it's distinct, obviously, from Nolan's massively, and mm. it's also distinct from um, from the, Tim Burton's.
0: Yeah, I feel like you got a nice midpoint between those two.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But that's where the, the the film, that's where my criticisms come in, because because the the last two thirds of the film seem to just dispense with all that like all that interesting stuff and just become a bit more of a, a kind of a mediocre superhero film.
2: I I get why they threw the uh the the Falcone stuff in there though because it's so closely. I mean, one of my favorite sort of takes on Batman has always been this like shattering of Bruce's ideals that his father was a saint and his mother like that his parents were just like fantastic people who were wrongfully murdered and they were actually embroiled in some pretty dark gritty stuff because it really like question like his whole reason for becoming batman is to avenge people like his parents who were wrongfully murdered by criminals just left to run about gotham so then when he finds out oh they were maybe murdered because they themselves were criminals it kind of defeats his whole reason for being batman Mm -hmm. and i love that we got to see that and it was an exploration it it was sort of an, an introduction to this new bruce and how this like how robert pattinson's batman works so i understand it from that perspective but i do agree with you that we you know he did the whole thing at the end of like getting in confronting uh falcone and i was like okay you know this feels very climactic this is towards the end of the film and then the falcone stuff's dealt with and batman's like the riddler and i'm like oh yeah i forgot about all that <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Almost like there were too many characters in the film. It's like I I had a thought like afterwards where where it, it's almost like they they knew they had to make a new Batman film, but they weren't quite confident in in the ability for it to pull in the crowds. So they just packed it with with as many characters and therefore, you know, big names as they could. You know, and uh... it's really and you know, the cast is like good in this there's a lot They're of like
0: really good
3: yeah there's 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 a lot of strong actors you know um in in this film um but it's like they needed to give them stuff to do and it didn't I, it, it slows down the pace it's, of the, it's the, the
2: problem when you have
1: to cast people
2: i i think it's the I, I think it's less that they were like less confident in the film and more that it it happens with Spider-Man films as well where they have just such a huge infamous rogue gallery right from the like A-listers like Riddler, Joker and stuff down to the sort of BC-listers like the Falcone's down to, you know, even people know, you know, when I say the name Calendar Man or whatever, people, like a lot of people know who that is. And I think it's thanks partly to, how popular the comics are, and especially how popular the Arkham games were. Yeah, I'd agree. So I feel like now the emphasis is on building out Gotham. If they'd have just done, you know, they could have just done a Riddler story and people would have enjoyed it. But it's like, but where's, you know, this is Batman two years into being Batman. He's obviously got other villains. So they they felt the need to establish like, oh yeah, no, there is other people that he's fought in the past and there is other things going on in Gotham and that can bloat a film like it it was one of the downfalls of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 was having to juggle Peter Parker's story with the three villains that he decided to throw in it does bloat the film out but I didn't I wasn't disinterested in any, any of the stories and I was mm. quite happy to see like names that I knew get thrown about and Gotham feel a bit more fleshed out with its sort of villain roster it, it kind of
0: helps it feel more like a Bit of a living breathing world rather yeah. than just these characters right. only exist while we're watching them
2: yeah it, you know it's one of them things like the nolan films are great but it is like the first one scarecrow and Rachel ghoul and nothing you, you know nothing else is going on then the second one is kind of like joker two-face they but it doesn't really allude to any of the it, actually no, uh, Scarecrow's in all yeah, three. Yeah, no, Scarecrow is in all three. Never mind. that. Disregard that point. <laughs> but but like
0: when Talia al Ghul rocks up in the third film, that very much feels like they had... It doesn't even feel like they planned it. It feels like yeah. they got to the third one and went, oh, yeah, she's a character. Should
1: we just whack her in? Yeah.
0: Yeah, what I mean, say, the,
2: the, the third one is where it falls down. Yeah. I, I was so. going
1: to say, my my worry with what was... Hap- while I was watching it, my worry was... Um, and the film, like, teetered throughout it that it was all going to become a bit too personal to bruce like the actual the actual story was going to become a bit personal like it's very like the coincidence that ridley scheme happens to involve bruce who happens to be batman it happens to involve catwoman i was getting a bit worried that it was going to become about batman when it should just be batman's trying to solve a case if that makes sense like it's what sherlock didn't do and it started to do, it was, the Sherlock was about Sherlock Holmes solves cases. And then it became about Sherlock yeah. and the show nosedived. And the exact same <laughs> thing happened to Doctor Who. The Doctor was going on adventures, but then it became about the Doctor being the literal center of like the bloody universe. And that show snow, uh, snowdived. Snowdived. <laughs> nosedived. Nosedived. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, suddenly, like, grade. I was watching this being like, Oh, I'm just worried that it's like, what are the odds that Riddler's big, big scheme is going to be about Batman? It's like, uh, yeah, oh, I, I get what oh, you mean. A bit worried, so like, it's all like the whole Falcon. Oh, Did they kill my parents? It's all, it all happens to tie into all of this. It's like just have it be a Riddler problem. that like, he's got to solve. I am. I'm kind of like. glad
0: that like they, because the film's called The Batman. Bruce Wayne is barely in this film. Like it really yeah. isn't about him at all. Which again, it's something a bit new. So it was worth doing.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's a total recluse. I was yeah. gonna say it's a it's about him like, he, like Batman is his face, and Bruce Wayne is yeah. just the, the 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 alter ego that he has sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the aspects I really enjoyed about the film was that they did just sort of do this Bruce Wayne that doesn't even try to like save face in parties or like host people. He's not interested in Wayne Enterprises. He's literally just interested in fighting crime by whatever means necessary. It's not a good idea, though. We'll find him out.
3: And he likes um, journaling
0: and listening to
4: Nirvana
1: <laughs> as well.
0: Which I really oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was a bit worried when the film opened up and he's doing this narration of like, night after night, I've mm. become a nocturnal animal. When the sign got when the light goes on, it's not just a warning; it's a sign and all this crap. I was like, this feels like I'm watching a college humor sketch. Like the film has turned <laughs> into what's been parodying parodying it for years. It's like, it's its like I said to you at
1: the time. It's it, it is Watchmen. That is what Rorschach <laughs> <Yeah>. does. <laughs> he keeps a journal and he narrates the film in his gloomy city in his husky voice. It's like, oh my god, it's literally just the start. Of <laughs> but I loved that opening because, like, that whole element in the film where that just cutting to shots of like darkness of a you know someone doing graffiti at the start and they see the signal and they just it's just like is he there or is he not there like i re- i love the idea that they they pitched him as like a, as a horror villain as a villain yeah. as a michael myers like it's they've done it from a criminal perspective boogeyman. he is the boogeyman like that yeah. car chase is oh. and the music of that car chase it's like a ho- i listen to it back it's on spotify it's like a horror score yeah. and they've used the that that main riff of his theme like he's like he's coming to get you like yeah. it's like well, so i was like like you could, i loved it like you know, we talked about in the batman time i saw trash where i was saying about like nobody reacts to anything yeah so many people shit themselves <laughs> yeah. in this film everyone's well, like oh fuck oh my god there he is
2: like i was well, loving it well ju- just on top of that point watching that car chase the one thing I love is that you barely see the inside of the Batmobile. The entire thing is focused on the penguin running away and you seeing the Batmobile in the rearview mirror getting closer and closer. Yeah, it the really bit, is. The bit like when a he chase. sends the car
0: tumbling and the camera stays fixed inside the car from Penguin's perspective, it's, it's great. Ben, you, you mentioned a key word um, just before that I want to touch on and it's ideas. There's so many just really nice ideas in this film that it was just like kind of great to see. And it's, it's such a stark contrast from having watched the Uncharted film the other week where huh. it doesn't feel like anyone cared or put any thought into that film. They just made it and went, yeah, we've whacked some famous characters in it, whatever. This film feels like the makers really cared about what they were doing. And that's just always nice to see.
1: Did someone say in one of our chats that, I can't remember what it was. I thought I read somewhere that this had the same budget as Black Widow.
0: Yeah, that has come up. Yeah,
1: that, that has come up. is mental. That's insane. It, it shows the <laughs> level of work all the departments and enough planning can have. Like my biggest love of the film is the fact that like it looks and more importantly it feels actually real. And the yes. sense of what I mean is like me personally, if I watch something like Eternals or Black Widow, I can't invest because it all looks so fake. Like it literally doesn't look. I I think it's, it must be the cameras because the way it's literally shot in this film. It looks real. It looks like it looks like film. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really put it into words properly, but I could really properly invest because it actually
2: looks like a film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even the like fantastical stuff and the way like the the way Gotham looks and the whole like like all the technology that Batman has feels more grounded because of the way it's shot. It, yeah. it just feels a bit more authentic. I oh, just
1: can't describe it, man. Like, in a Marvel movie, you know what's fake. You can see it. Yeah. But in this, I couldn't tell you what was CGI. I
2: don't think a lot of it was,
0: to be honest. It,
1: but, how, like, sh- that, like the car chase, most of it must be fake. I don't know. Like,
0: I don't think it was, you know, because <laughs> I was watching it a few times, and I was like, I get the sense that this is fast, but I, I don't know, And there's something about it. I'm like, I feel like they actually drove these
2: cars. I know that when they... um did the explosion and the car jump through the fire, that was all practical.
1: Yeah, like, it must be that's like, cause I remember me I was, me and Dan were watching bits of Mission Impossible Fallout, because I, I love, in terms of, like, a modern-looking real action movie, I just I think that's, like, such a feat that they, like, went to Paris and London and did these sequences. Mm. And, like, in that, we were watching, I think, Dan, where we're saying, like, oh, it's all the other cars that are fake. So the street right, is empty. Yes. And it's Tom Cruise in an empty street, just going like this in his bike. <laughs> Well, like this, it's audio weaving in and left and right. So it must maybe it's the same thing for this, where the cars are real, but everything else is maybe. fake. Yeah, I'd a love to see to a big, big uh, behind the scenes of it. I'd love to read up on it more.
3: Another thing as well with that is like it's it's usually the lighting. If if, if a mm. lot of stuff's done on like green screen, um yeah, yeah, you can, you can tell. You can tell if like the lighting's slightly off and yeah. it looks slightly fake. It seems like this was. there was a lack of green screen it was just actual locations or actual sets. scottish rain
1: (laughs) just actually getting wet Um, like it really stood out like the bits you can it really stood out when the more fantastical things happened like when he does his um his wingsuit thing and then he hits like a bridge yeah and he like tumbles and tumbles and tumbles i was like oh he's dead he's dead (laughs) you're dead and that took me really out of it because everything else is played so straight. A
0: little bit, but I also kind of enjoy seeing the heroes get stuff wrong.
1: I don't see him getting like, it wrong, but he like yeah,
0: he does. He's really, <laughs> and it's like I I, cause I I'd clocked it the second time watching it. I was like, oh, but you know his helmet's really thing and it's thing, and you know like that's why he survives it. But then there's a, later on a shot of where you see him taking it off. It's like, oh no, it's just a leather mask. He, his head mm. should be mush, but
1: yeah,
0: I, 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 I can't, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. it. Like the rest of the stuff entertains me so much and i enjoy it that i'm willing to just be like yeah that's fine
1: yeah can i bring up another criticism please do for me he was way too armored
0: yes i i would agree i, I would have liked to have I'm seen more invested, thought around it yeah dodging i'm not bullets
1: and stuff. in him just being shot at there's no, if you if you can know he can take a uh sniper to the chest there's no mm. tension and stakes he took like a shot a double bowed shotgun to the yeah. Point blank. Yeah, like, that's, I mean, it did really hurt him, but I was like, that's just ridiculous. He's it, Batman, he can like, dodge.
0: It, it's one of those ones where it's like, it makes sense. If a man was about to go out fighting crime in the real world, yes, he, of course he would you have a suit that's bulletproof and armoured and all this. But Ben's not wrong. Ben is right of, it's just, you don't invest as much because you just go, well, you know, he's going to survive this. this. It doesn't matter if he gets shot.
1: This is a man who doesn't need it.
4: Yeah, he should be He's able to think it. It's a,
1: it's a movie. You can
2: create a reality where he can. Is so good. He does not need full body armor. I've, Correct. I've always loved the look of the armored suits, and for me, this suit, while like taking inspiration clearly from some of the like detective Batman comics, especially with stuff like the little collary <laughs> bit. Oh, um, yeah, I like the collar. I yeah, like the collar. Yeah. Um, the the suit for me and the way that Batman is played felt really like. The Arkham Knight suit, the like whole fear, yeah, 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 like fear system of the suit is armored but also light and fast so that he can strike. But I do understand that there is something terrifying about Batman when he's just in like an unarmored, like leotard suit, (laughs) and he he gets shot, (laughs) hits the ground, and then sits back up. Yeah, yeah. Like there there is something scary about a man who can take a bullet and just carry on moving.
1: What what stuff did you? What were some of your favorite bits, dan or moment scenes?
3: Favorite bits, favorite bits, favorite bits or highlights. Um, I think as 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 mentioned, the uh, most of the first act. I just really loved the Mm -hmm. the atmosphere. Yeah, Uh, I loved uh, the setup of it all. Just this new kind of version of Batman. How like gross he kind of was with his like eye makeup and his like gray little cave <laughs> and <laughs> with his weird machines that he spies on people with and <laughs> yeah i just thought that was like a really interesting kind of uh new take on batman um i liked his uh performance i thought he was pretty good quite understated it wasn't as theatrical as i expected it to be hmm. usually you expect like some like hamming up almost yeah it was it was almost like at points he was just in one of his indie films and he was just mm. uh, specifically the the scene with alfred which was in alfred in the hospital uh, when he's in the hospital bed and it's just them two kind of sat together chatting it didn't feel like a batman film at that point it felt like you know a small scale robert pattinson in d film
0: that was maybe my least favorite scene of the entire film <laughs> yeah but it's, um, it's nothing to do with scale it's it's just kind of this whole th- maybe it's the wording or there's something just off about the performance it's just when you've then got like bruce wayne sat there's like i just i'm too scared to to lose someone i care about just the, there was something about the wording of it i was like oh this just this doesn't this feels off and i can't yeah. i can't put my finger on what it is but there's something about this scene that's made me just uh eh.
3: Yeah, it's a bit kind of, it's almost a little bit out of place. It just feels a bit like they're forcing some kind of emotional kind of... Yeah,
0: it felt a bit forced and maybe yeah. maybe almost verging on like schmaltzy, but I don't know, yeah. just odd. Yeah. It, it, I, I liked the idea of it and what he, was, what he meant. There was just something about the way it came across wasn't there for me.
1: I love that his Alfred like, got involved and just did yeah. the puzzles. I, just, I really like their dynamic. I, I love an puzzles. Alfred that gets involved mm-hmm. um, and does stuff. But yeah, I was
3: I was I was like really enjoying enjoying it like for for the first kind of hour or so thinking this is great. This is like I can totally understand what people are saying. You know, I loved the Alfred character. I loved how like, oh, he's just this guy that sort of like also a bit of a genius and Mm -hmm. he just looks after Bruce and it's just like a, a different take and everything. And like it was a stylish kind of creative film. And then it just kind of kind of sagged but i'll tell you one one the one part i really enjoyed though is that is the fight scene in the club when he come, goes into the club mm. and it's just there's that one moment where he's just like the guy's got him at gunpoint and just throws a pipe at the guy <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love that i thought like and that was like first act i thought this is great it's like in a club we've not seen this before there's like strobe lights going off and like kind of like pumping music and batman's just there kind of like Beating everyone up, those two twins as well, who's yeah. like the only the only job in the film is just to get continually beaten up. <laughs> like because there was a scene with their uh, Catwoman as well, where she just very very quickly dispenses with them both before they even know what's going on. I think that's like
0: the third time they've been just like knocked out. <laughs> I do like how every time you see them, their faces are getting more and more mangled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Speaking I'd of that club, it. it just the club was owned by just one of the best working actors at the moment i'm so in love with colin farrell and this run that he's on it's not it's not him <laughs> it's not colin farrell like i watched him um, a, a mini series he was in called the north water with jack o'connell and it's they're just night and day how because he's like a big stocky fat podgy um chips cat whaler in that show it's not him. It's a totally <laughs> different voice. And then this is completely different. It's just mad. I love God. I love him so well, much. Have he's
0: you heard the, the stories of the first time he turned up to set in the full makeup? Uh, Jeffrey Wright, who plays Jim Gordon, <laughs> apparently, like, just walked straight past him. And then I went to the director. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Can we get this randomer off set, please? And Matt Reeves was like, no, no, that's that's Colin Farrell, your co-star that you've been rehearsing with for weeks. Jesus. And he's like, what?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did enjoy the scene where the, the Gordon... Um, I really liked Gordon as well. I think I he's the great in it. this. When they're, is. In, in like the cell together and they're pretending yes. to have a bit of an argument <laughs> they're debating how to get out mm. and he's like trying to grimace like <laughs> the actor's trying to grimace the Batman like, I think if you take the left stairs, I'm not gonna... And he's like obviously trying to out, look pissed off yeah, you
0: know, oh, it was there. Good... Yeah, I really enjoy I think they're all good. I think it's a really good cast. I remember when um they cast Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to enjoy this. It's going to be a bit too much of like, oh, I'm edgy and aren't I cool? No, I think she's great. She absolutely yeah, smashes great. his role as Catwoman.
2: Yeah, she's really what, solid. What mm-hmm. One of the best things I want to talk about is the sound in general, not just the score, the sound mm-hmm. overall. Like, I really enjoyed that, you know. You, you felt the weight of the punches <laughs> the sort of like yeah. almost cowboy like <clears throat> jingle when batman yeah. would walk out of a dark corridor yeah. it's just heavy boots everything sounded the, the batmobile starting oh, up. So oh, good. that in imax i was so hyped when that noise kicked in um yeah, that, but that,
1: that imax screening that was really
2: Worth our time? <laughs> uh, that the wasn't the IMA, in IMAX, the, the IMAX screening where we realised that this film wasn't filmed in IMAX. No, no, no. I think it I was, was filmed in IMAX. It, or was yeah. it?
1: Yeah. We we were because our our screening wasn't playing the adverts, wasn't wasn't it? I think yeah. they just then played a regular showing of it.
2: Oh well. It still sounded IMAX.
1: Oh, yeah. still it still sounded sound IMAX. Really. We got the, the image of like a screen going.:, IMAX. Yeah, it it had all what?
2: the like black bars yeah. around the edge.
3: Yeah. Oh my god! Did anyone complain about that?
1: I don't,
2: I don't know. think so. Well, There's no no point. We we got well, it for free. Well, anyway, what, so we what's going to happen? They're free tickets. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: so. well, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. God. One, one, uh, one question I do have about uh, about the writing uh, towards the end, the when the water's rushing into Gotham, why was the decision made to evacuate all the citizens to a like under level
0: bowl? Like <laughs> I, I did. Like they make a thing of it's the safe place. Oh, but someone I think it's someone does also mention this though. They like someone says what, this is the point of evacuation for a hurricane, not a flood, though. It's like, just because you write a little line in, it is still a question you should probably
1: answer. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it got, like, I was a bit shocked that the city actually got flooded, because I remember watching it going, like, how the hell are they going to resolve this? <laughs> like, yeah. how is he going to clean this up on his own? Um, I was a bit shocked that happened. But then, like, I, cause I get worried, like, with the third act of superhero movies, they just get, they get just too big, and it just gets kind of ridiculous. But like in this one, it was still fairly... It was just him fighting some nameless goons Mm. for your big third act, uh, which I didn't mind too much. And then
2: he he didn't have some sort of like (laughs) convenient Wayne tech or something to just deflood the city. They're like, no, it's going to take a while. We're going to slowly evacuate people. A lot of people died. It was a really horrendous (laughs) situation. (laughs) But, you know, Batman's here, so...
4: (laughs) Yeah, leading
0: everyone. I've got a question for you all that I've seen a lot of people asking on the internet. Do we think this film is better than The Dark Knight? No, no, no. I I'd, think. I think I'd agree. I I think if it was shorter and tighter, maybe. But I I think just just how really good Dark Knight is, and how like just the tight, complete film that is. I mm. think The Dark Knight takes it.
2: I think The Dark Knight is a better film, but this is a better interpretation of Batman.
0: Yeah, I could, I could agree with you on that one yeah
3: i and also i think the dark knight is like not half as good a film without Heath ledger's uh joker because oh, it's yeah, yeah. so so yeah. good
2: in that film like I mean, I, it, I, it, it, it
1: all it's all on 100 it's all you know everything's at 100 yes, yeah
2: yeah what well, one It'd still be really good without it one one thing i didn't want to say we've already brought up paul dano dano yeah dano. yeah. dano Paul d <laughs> yeah uh, we've already brought up his portrayal of uh the riddler and one thing i was really worried about from the trailers going into this is every time we see a psychopath in a movie post dark night i'm watching them and thinking just kind of heath ledger's joker especially in superhero yeah. films like yeah you know we watched uh batman versus superman for this uh channel and one thing that uh it might have been ben or james that said it was I thought it was you. <laughs> Maybe it was me that said that Lex Luther is literally just Heath Ledger's Joker. Like yeah. there is, it, yeah, it, that's just a performance he's channeling. Paul Dano, even though as Ben has pointed out, he just channeled the same role he's done in a couple other films. He he felt different. He felt unique, and he did feel like the Riddler. It was an interpretation, but my, my favorite sort, one of my favorite moments of the film, when Riddler like realises that Batman hasn't understood his I'd big his idea. big scale plan. And he just starts pacing up and down, like screaming at mm. Batman being like, you're not as smart as I thought you were. This is infuriating. Like we were meant to be a team. You were meant to figure it out.
0: That's another idea that I really liked in this film, that Riddler thought that they were accomplices and they were in it together. Yeah. And it was all a bit of a game. He doesn't realise that he's the villain and Batman's trying to take him down.
1: How long was he stood at that window though?
4: <laughs> mate you got to be patient Just, to be a sniper it's, fair, it's still like it's, Bradley it's Cooper a very, me con-
1: that. very convenient very convenient plan <laughs> yeah. but I kind of I liked the I wish it. I don't know I would have liked it would have been cooler in hindsight if all the maybe you've had more instances where the Riddler's out in public but you didn't know which one's like the real Riddler
0: you, you mean know? like Seven
4: mm-hmm.
1: No, nah, what
0: there's, there's a whole thing of Kevin Spacey's a photographer earlier on in the film, and you don't realise it's a No,
1: him. I mean, like, literally, well, maybe, but I mean, like, literally, like, you could have had, like, like if you watched it back, is the guy that captures the guy at the beginning, is that Paul Dano? Is the guy that fires the gun to shoot Balcony? Is it Paul Dano? Or could it be mm. another guy posing as the Oh, middle? I get like, what you mean. Yeah, because he's got all these followers. Like it, that might have been quite a cool idea to to explore. That like, he's got these like yeah. really these guys. And it would then
0: but, be know, a really I'm nice like... inverse of Batman, where Batman's one man, but you think he's everywhere. And Riddler, you think he's one man, but he's actually all these people. Because yeah. yeah. he's
1: got because he's got such a God, um, could write films. nondescript look. <laughs> anyone can be. You know, the Riddler yeah. is a, is an idea. That though. is a
4: cool idea. Okay. I like that.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I no, mine writing. Yeah. I gotta degree.
2: I mean to to, to be honest, I don't think the Riddler would have had to stand at that window long because the amount of policemen that were there to arrest Falcone, like I think he'd have heard the sirens and been like, I think there's some commotion going on downstairs. But how long were they stood there? (laughs) Forty five minutes. They they were outside for so long.
0: Talking of sorry, just nipping back to my sort of Dark Knight point, do we all like do the rest of you guys think that Dark Knight is the best Batman film? Uh, I'd have to rewatch. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, Batman and Robin. I I think it probably is.
2: <laughs> I I'd, I'd say I'd say it is like pure purely on a basis Master of of the phantasm's like, is pretty pretty stellar. Pretty well, average. If we, I, no. If we're bringing in animated films, then it becomes really complicated. Yeah. I I, I honestly
0: you know? I I don't get the hype over Mask of the Phantasm. I don't I don't get it. I don't get what's so great about that. It's just really bog standard when I watched it.
1: People really
0: like okay. people prefer Batman Begins to Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah uh, but people. but my yeah, because yeah, I do enjoy all the origin stuff. I think the Dark Knight Batman Begins conversation for me is one of those ones where there isn't really a wrong answer. Like whatever opinion you have on that, I'm like, yeah,
2: no, you're, Dark Knight rises. good point. Ah, that's yeah. that's less so.
1: Like if you prefer New Hope over Empire, it's like or Jedi. Uh, I'm not like Empire's the best one, but if you prefer Jedi or New Hope, I don't. Yeah. I'll get yeah, If you say any any other, <laughs> like little
0: quick question, if they do any sequels, do you reckon you'll go? Would you, if it weren't for the channel, Dan? Would you go see a sequel to this film? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's good. So I like Robert
3: Pattinson. It. I like Robert Pattinson, and I like yeah. the the. I, I want to see what what they do next with the, with the character in the world. I guess I, thought, I don't think it it'll would... be
1: good though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the other day, like. It, with a lot of recent superhero <laughs> releases like i wouldn't i wouldn't own any of them on disc but like i'd, I'd own this on on Blu-ray. yeah
4: no
0: that's it that's a good point yeah because yeah, yeah. like i'm the complete opposite i'm buying them on blu-ray just to sit on my shelf because i've got a collection now and i've got to keep it up haven't i because i'm a freak you don't man no, i do though the same. I've, I've not literally can, i've got several go. blu-rays that i've not even opened
1: you can you can let it go man. no i can't so own, own. but it's also a thing of it's like them, if i get them yeah, as
0: yeah. they come out now That stops me getting to a point in a couple of years where it's then like gonna be what like two hundred quid in one bulk to get them all. If it's bit by bit, bit trickling. I do, I do though.
1: You, you trust me, man. You'll, you'll grow out of that. Nah. You'll grow out. (laughs) No,
0: because I like a nice collection. I love like the look on like a bookshelf of like all of our full series. I think that's a really nice look. Well, you know, I think we've said a fair bit about Batman. We've kind of got all of our. Views and opinions there. We might return to this if there's anything we realize we've forgotten to mention. But Batman's not the only thing that's come out this week. Because we finally got our first look at Kenobi, the next Star Wars series, the trailer. I don't know about you guys. My main question watching this trailer is where the hell is Obi-Wan Kenobi in this trailer? Because he's barely fucking in it. He's in like a couple shots at the start. And then it just suddenly flips to, oh yeah, I think we're just gonna make a show about the Inquisitors. Oh shit, it's Obi Wan. Uh, yeah, I guess he's it's somewhere kicking fi- It's
1: about finding Obi
0: Wan. He's like barely in the trailer.
1: Well, it's very, it's very much a teaser, isn't it? The, the, yeah, it's about hunt, finding
2: that. him. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I, I, my sort of interpretation of why he wasn't in it that much was that they literally had, they, they probably got a lot of like. Clone Wars era shots that they don't want to include in the trailer. Oh, God, and they've, I hope so. Like, the Darth Vader breathing means that there's definitely going to be some implications where him and Vader meet. So, I don't... I, I think they've actually done a good job of not giving away too much. I think Star Wars, recent <laughs> Star Wars,
1: it is only disappointed. So, you can... You should... Anything you want from the show, you should not expect to happen. When you say recent, how
0: <laughs> how how far back are we talking?
1: From nineteen eighty three <laughs> onwards. Nah, <laughs> yeah. no, The Mandalorian
0: has been great. Smartly. Most of Clone Wars is great. A lot of Rebels is good.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah, but Riser
0: Skywalker was incredible.
1: I just, I think, I just didn't even acknowledge uh, that one. he just moved straight past it.
0: Uh, 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 <laughs>
1: the best, the best bit of the trailer is when he's just. Watching Luke from afar—that's just the best. That's what. The, that's what the story actually is.
2: We all know it. Just, right. just Obi Wan chilling on a sand dune with a pair of binoculars. I just,
1: just can't.
0: Can't resist the desert.
1: Can't, can't let it go, can they? Got to go you, back
0: I, to the I, Like you're the one that can't let it go, Ben.
1: It's just it's move just, on. I can't. I can't keep saying the same sentence again and again. Like the fact that it's just play. It's just basic It's just so obvious that. It, He's meant to be in hiding and definitely stays in hiding until he comes of age and then new hope happens, but it's fine.
3: Yeah, but Uh, you, McGregor. Yeah. And Vader and Hayley Christensen. Yeah.
1: Money? Money? No, money's not. Anything to do with it. But also, and
0: I don't, this is maybe a question I don't even know if you guys have the answer for. How will this actually earn the money when it's on a streaming service that most people will already be subscribed to?
1: I don't know how it works. Yeah. I don't know how Not Netflix kind of. works and how
0: Wait, it doesn't apparently. Apparently Netflix are like
1: incredibly in debt. Yeah, but that that won't be due to subscribers. That'd be due to all the shows they keep making. I guess to try and get That's what them I mean out. like They're because they they
0: don't make money. It reduces
3: it ch- reduces like churn if you've ever heard of that term where well, but basically like uh it keeps people on the platform so so you gotta yeah. keep them
0: interested otherwise they Subscri- will cancel their stop, subscription stop yeah. subscribing so yeah i'll be honest i'm kind of on the verge of not bothering with netflix anymore because what what's on there really that's yeah. Yeah. That right
2: to survive i was gonna <laughs> say that's uh that that's why i think netflix is going all out in its originals and really trying to push its originals because now that Disney have their own streaming service, and Paramount, and this company, and that company, and everyone has their own streaming service. So soon, Netflix will have nothing to license.
1: (laughs) I thought, even though I'm not looking forward to the show, I did think the trailer was actually like a a well edited trailer. Mm -hmm. I thought the speech of the Inquisitor talking about how a Jedi, kind of the mentality of a Jedi, like the best, my favourite bit is when he goes like, he cannot help it, like something like (laughs) that. I thought that was good. I think. It's clever of Disney to emotionally manipulate its audience by <laughs> using "Jewel of the Fates" and letting that piece of music do all the work for the audience <laughs> to so get hyped up, but not the show itself. Um, I think it was a clever trailer. I think it was a good trailer. I think it's good that they've limited Obi wan being in it because obviously they're they're looking for him. Mm. I like that Joel Egerton's in it as Owen again because yeah, obviously he sure. wasn't he wasn't a famous actor because he was in Revenge of the Sith as Uncle Owen, but I like that he's come back. Oh. How do you feel
0: <laughs> so... about the High Inquisitor's appearance?
1: He looks awful. Yeah, yeah it's just a it bad decision. It's just like not, It's just he's just got a fat head. <laughs> I,
2: I've, I, I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, you're only complaining, Why? why are you complaining about a character that's only appeared in animated TV shows? Of course he's going to look different in live action, and it's like, He's, there's, there's literally been members of his species in live action
0: that look way better. That's the thing. They, I think that character actually looks good. Like, I don't think that's a bad, awful, schlocky version where it's like, oh yeah, they couldn't do that because it looked bad.
1: Um, and you know, the there's a there's a shot of him going through a street. It was really nice to see the Boba Fett set again. <laughs> I really enjoyed the streets. Do you think
0: he's gonna go back to that bar?
1: They've built the set. <laughs> Mandalorian's gonna go there. We're all going to go there. They've built the set.
3: Yeah. Somehow Mandalorian turns up and does two episodes, God, even though oh, the timeline's I'd completely wrong. He's it. back.
2: <laughs> he's he's travelled through time. Oh no! They're, they're gonna play. Uh, they're gonna play like a, a, a section of Jin when he's younger and like I hiding is. out, and then Obi Wan's just gonna come and start cutting through people. He's gonna rescue young mando I give him a helmet
1: it's just, <laughs> it's just it's just a uh... It's just a show of self indulgence. It's just a show where, in the end, the that's what Star Wars is. Will re- will reset and we're just going to end up back at square one because he has to, because that's the start of episode I four, can't so wait for this show pointless. to come
0: out and turns out it's actually really good and nothing about what Ben thinks. It's going to be fanservice. I hope so. It's just going to be
1: <laughs> I'd love it to be good. Of course, I'd love it to be good, but you have to go off the empirical data we've <laughs> <laughs> got.
2: And they haven't got a good track record. And there's. I'm, you know. i'm I'm keeping my expectations middling for this show i am don't get me wrong i am getting excited i'm not like all aboard like yes this is gonna be amazing nothing can be wrong with this because they've already come out and been like uh so yeah we're considering a season two and i'm like well limited series lasted long didn't it like i chill chill out simmer down don't do season two
0: I just love the idea of a season two because if it gets greenlit, Ben's head will literally explode. Just stupid.
4: <laughs> what are you going to say, Dan?
0: No, I was just going to say that this show
3: is always going to get made on it. It was always going to happen eventually. So you know, let's hope the you know they made it, make a good good go with it.
1: I just don't like. I would be. I think I'd be more okay with it if 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 well, this is in hindsight, if it was more a bit like Mad Max where he kind of ends up getting embroiled with local Tatooine gangsters, and maybe there's, like, in the desert, away from Luke, away from everything, away from the Empire, because Tatooine, Star Wars has forgotten this, Tatooine is meant to be, like, the backwater of the galaxy, not some hub where there's, like, cruise liners going Uh there and tourists are going there, and, like, the Empire aren't searching there because there's nothing there and it's like it could have been obi-wan just dealing with local gangsters but obviously boba fett's ruined it <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was gonna so, say but didn't you say ex- did didn't you say exactly the same thing a couple of podcasts ago when we were talking about boba fett you were like it should have just been boba fett dealing with local gangsters <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> he should have been a gangster for one thing he just wasn't was he, he was some sort of weird messiah walking around and then he then he was like He gave
2: up on the eye of his own
1: idea at the end of the show.
2: (laughs) Ben Ben in a Disney meeting is like, so I want to do a Boba Fett series where Boba Fett deals with local gangsters on Tatooine. And then we're going to go straight into Obi-Wan where Obi-Wan deals with local gangsters on Tatooine. And then we're going to do an Ahsoka series where Ahsoka deals with local gangsters.
4: So,
0: you know, we're hoping that Kenobi's a good show. Now let's talk about a show that we've all watched that came out maybe over a year ago, but oh, it's definitely, not definitely
4: very relevant. It's a
0: recommendation. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a heavy. Rec- Literally, just the other night, someone I went to uni with put up like an Instagram story, be like, "Does anyone have any good show recommendations?" I like if you're looking for something drama slash horror, absolutely give Midnight Mass a look because it mm. is really quite good.
2: I mean, really so good.
0: It. What when... made you suddenly pick it up, Ben and Dan?
1: Uh, Red Letter Media did a video ah, on it and I <laughs> wanted to watch it anyway but then Red Letter Media did a video just talking about it and then I went oh now I've got to watch it to watch their video it just, yes. it just, gave, <clears throat> just gave me the reason to bump it bump it on top of the list and then I started watching it and then Dan kind of lurked. Yeah, I did the old
3: thing. That I did the same thing that I did with the faculty, where I just kind yes. of like lurked around while Ben was watching the show, and gradually thought to myself, "This is actually all right. Maybe I'll sit down and watch five minutes." And then I ended up watching a whole episode. I think it was the second episode. Yeah, you watched the
1: second episode. episode.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I've not actually watched the first episode of Midnight Mass. Ben Ben basically just scrubbed through the timeline really, really quickly after the second episode, just explaining, like, the cliff notes of, oh, this person's uh, important because of this. Oh, that that guy, oh, he's uh, ran someone over like he was a drunk driver. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, here's a a weird guy who's, like, a a drunk and lives in, like, a little cabin. (laughs) And... uh, Here's a new priest that's just turned up, kind of thing, but it worked quite well. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I really enjoyed it. It proper like drew me in, proper yeah, drew man. me in. Um, considering like every scene, pretty much every single scene in that show is just two people talking. i'd say like 95 percent of the scenes (laughs) just two people talking to each other
2: it was a major complaint that i saw about some people being like oh it's really boring it's just like long conversations and i was like i was i was into it it was long interesting conversations the only
0: point where i did think a bit like oh that almost lost me is when the drunk driver and the woman who's at the teacher at the school they have their conversations, I say conversation, about what they think death is like. And it's one really long monologue just followed by another really long monologue. It's like oh, two yeah. two chunks of just speech. Yeah. You need like, something to kind of break them up a little that bit. That was maybe.
3: basically the absolute like the the centerpiece of mm-hmm. the whole series, wasn't it? Really? A I think bit, it was yeah. like I think it was like midway yeah. through as well. Um and it was very much the two you might want to call them main characters, yeah. I guess. I yeah, suppose. Yeah. It was an ensemble, obviously. Um, but I think they were the two main focuses. Although, fucking out, like I can't remember the actor's <laughs> name now, but the guy who plays the priest, like fucking knocked it out of the park, man. He was oh, like
2: so really good. good.
3: He was on another level for that that <laughs> entire show. All his monologues were fantastic. Um like, what a character. Um I don't know how much we should talk about spoilers, really. Well, I don't know if this is like a recommendation part of the this podcast. Is the we thing. don't
4: want
0: yeah. Right, here's one go watch midnight mass turn this (laughs) off if you won't if you don't want spoilers this this is the what's hard with this show for me is when i'm recommending it to people because i kind of it came out i heard bits and pieces about it i was like oh yeah that's cool i like some of the actors in this yeah fair enough good for them i might get around to it at some point then i accidentally had a big part of it spoiled for me and that was what made me go oh that actually sounds really interesting i'll give that a look so i don't know how to recommend it without that spoiler
1: yeah, I remember why I was interested in the show. Now, James, actually, I remember because I remember seeing the trailer and I thought, "Oh, it." Because I didn't know what the show was about, mm. I thought, "Oh, it might fill that Exorcist hole that I've got since watching it." This kind of yeah. relig- religious-based horror show mm. that would be really cool because I, I, I'm not religious, but I find religion really interesting, yeah. Um, especially in like film and in in conversation. So, I thought it could do that, and the show, it isn't the Exorcist. But it did fill that hole for me in terms of the the content of. Uh, it, it's stuff. really well written. <laughs> Whoever
0: wrote this either knows the Bible really well or did their research because there's so many points where someone says, "Well, cl- clearly this is what's going on." And The person's like, "Nope, nope, nope," because there's this passage in the Bible. It's clearly this is what's happening. It's when the when Jesus says this, this is what's going on now. Yeah. And it's like, how did they like? They've even got me going. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're right. Yeah, maybe, but Maybe it isn't exactly it, what we've watched for the last four episodes. It was
3: basically like that character, uh, the character you're leading to. It was like the whole. It, she was like a study in how, like, you can just get any passage from the Bible yeah. and just make it make sense to and any particular. Them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No matter great. how insanely grotesque the situation, you can always justify it with some kind of obscure passage in, uh, in the Bible.
2: A, honestly, her character throughout like it it takes like i i I can invest in like villains and sort of be like okay yeah they are villainous but there's it it takes a lot for me to get really really like physically riled up after watching something and she managed to do that every time she talked i was like oh my god shut up (laughs) like just getting uh, the, the last time i felt I think I think the last time I felt that level of anger watching something was watching um Trial of the Chicago seven. Just oh, every time mm. the judge talked. Yeah. Oh, I was shit. like, Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> yeah. She had yeah. the same so we we're, we're being spoilers now. So she
1: had the same role as the woman. Has anyone seen The Mist? No. Yeah. Okay, so a woman. There's a woman in the mist that does the same. Right. Okay. Similar. A very similar role. Maybe shelve the mist, James. Okay. That might be quite a good idea if I've never seen. Um, <laughs> it's if we're in spoilers, yeah, I heavy love... spoilers for me. Maps like, <laughs> going forward. This yeah. show might have the number one contender for being one of the biggest misinterpretations of events from a character <laughs> I've ever seen on what film. What do you mean? The dude sees a. V- spoilers, sees a vampire yeah, and I've never seen a bigger misinterpretation of what's happening to a person <laughs> than that
4: guy. Are you an angel?
1: Like, oh my god, I was like, mate, you've got it so wrong. I get, so good. And that's what
0: sold me on this show, was the idea of, oh, it's a guy gets bitten by a vampire. It's so clearly a vampire, it couldn't be more obvious that it's a vampire if it had a sign saying, by the way, I'm a vampire. The classic and goes, gargoyle vampire. oh my God, it's an angel. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that idea. That's such
0: a great concept. It is great. Yeah. And it's... it
2: works so well. O- yeah. Honestly, I've been like Mike Flanagan, who wrote and directed and edited the entire show. Um, I- I've been following him for a while, like mm-hmm. ever since uh, he did Hush, which is a Netflix exclusive film that's also very good. Um, that also has uh, one of the main characters from this in it because she's his wife. Is um, that Kate yeah,
1: yeah. Ah, I wonder no, why that's she was Star in
2: so Starbucks And she was, and uh... <laughs> Kate
1: Sackhoff, <laughs> Katie Siegel, I think you mean. No, Kate yeah, yeah. Siegel's yeah, yeah. Kate 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 Siegel. Ah, she,
2: was in, uh, she was also in,
3: she uh, was also in Gerald's Game, which he did, yeah, right?
2: Which he did. Um, yeah. And um,
3: Haunting of Hill House, also. Which she did.
1: She's not in Doctor Sleep. I think
2: it's no, not he, right, he's he's not.
0: She's not. She's not in, not in, in Doctor Sleep. She's not in Blind Man either, that? is she? Or did she come in later and finish that show?
3: I think she's not in Doctor Sleep. No. But, uh, but the the actress Dan,
1: it was on a, yeah. just for he says it. It's one of Dan's best moments
0: when he caught. No, oh my
3: god! But and we like didn't mate, it was
1: it. you were you nailed it. The
3: the woman like I'm quite a big I, I quite like Doctor Sleep for m- many reasons. Um, but um, the actress who in Midnight Mass who starts out as like the old woman with dementia. Yes. And then deages to become essentially just this quite young woman. You know the one, right?
4: Yeah, She's
3: yeah. the same actress who, who plays uh Danny's mum in Doctor Sleep. It's the exact mm-hmm. same same actress. And it's like, yeah, that's another Mike Flanagan. Uh, so another yeah. yeah <laughs>
2: he, he, he has so his good. he has his repertoire and I'm all like every single time it's like, Oh yeah, a, a new Mike Flanagan horror project is coming out. I'm like, Yes, I'm fully involved in this, like <laughs> I think he, I will be from
4: now on. To be he fair. is
2: proving time and time but, again that he he understands like horror. He
3: understands Stephen King,
2: <laughs> and, and, and Stephen King and, particularly. And, and this Stephen is like King this show. is basically
3: wow. a Stephen a Stephen King show without any yeah. any. I think Stephen King's come out and basically said this is great. I really really <laughs> this yeah. guy's amazing. He just gets it, you know. Well,
2: funnily enough, um, I think when I, I, I looked up his like next projects and he's got three projects on the run. And two of his projects are adaptations of books by Joe Hill, ah, yeah, uh, yeah. and Joe Hill. For anyone who doesn't know, is Stephen King's son. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, I did not
2: know that. I I I really really like the
3: show though, and I, I'm for in terms of horror, I don't really watch much horror because a lot yeah, of horror so. films are just about jump scares, and oh, they, yeah. they they I I just don't really have much enjoyment from jump scares. But this was like very very. Almost scary. Like it, it was so. I mean certain, there's certain. There was one episode. I think it's the penultimate episode where everything basically goes to absolute shit <laughs> in the church, um, where everyone's freaking out. The priest is like freaking out, saying like everyone like just look. Um, I can bring people back to life. Basically, um, everyone is going to commit suicide and will be brought back to life. And everyone starts freaking out. And then there's just sheriff, who. His son's embroiled in it all and everything. And it's just this massive, like, pressure cooker situation. And he's just dragging his son away. And then the camera pans to the entrance and the fucking. <laughs> vampire is just stood there in like his religious robes for some reason he's picked out his robes just for maximum I want, like I want the scene of him going yeah. through
1: the wardrobe yeah exactly
3: he's proper just like he knows he knows how to ham it up he knows how to go for maximum manipulation this vampire and then everyone's like what the fuck is that what is going on <laughs> like complete silence and then the guy just walks down the aisle I know this is, like, an absolutely huge spoiler, so we made it, like, I don't no, know. No, we're,
0: we're in spoilers.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're in spoilers. But, yeah, as he's walking down the aisle, I just turned to Ben and went, that would be terrifying, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. like, in in a, in a way that, like, a jump scare just can't really do you? and I think it's because also you know these characters they've they've basically monologued at you for like six or seven episodes <laughs> and suddenly they're in this fucking mad situation with this literal like a like a demonic presence that's just like like strolling down the aisle of this church
2: it, yeah it it's so terrifying <laughs> and so infuriating at the same time because you've seen like you've seen the vampire you know what's happening as soon as they all realize they start freaking out oh, it's like god every like you were told by, ah, you, you, you've been warned <laughs> and you, you, none of you listened and now you're in a church about to be killed, reborn. <laughs> killed and reborn as vampires. <laughs> I, I, I
1: loved it as well that like it, it subverted your expectations. Like, I, <clears throat> I enjoyed that Riley, the guy um, who like, kills the girl at the start of the show, like, you know, he gets, you know, killed off pretty soon, man. I yeah. love that bit. I when, thought like... he was, you know, he was our hero and then when yeah. he goes, I was like, what? Who? Who's the protagonist? I what was that? Too, <laughs>
0: like that. And just that bit of where so, like, you know, he's been infected. He's a vampire now. He knows the sunlight will kill him, so he and whats a face go off out onto the boat. And then it is just that bit of the sun goes up and you're expecting, like, a massive explosion All this and it's just him and he's just dead peaceful. He's like, oh, and you're like, oh is it? not worked is he is he not fully a vampire yet oh oh oh, it's gonna be this thing of she doesn't she now doesn't believe all of what he said because of that and then it turns out that's because he's dead and he's at peace now and then it cuts to her watching him burn up and she's just screaming on a great
2: moment honestly i i i watched a lot of this like after work late at night and the the end of that episode I was like, oh, I'll watch episode five and then I'll go to bed. And the end of that episode where the credits just start rolling to her screaming after yeah, you've mate. watched him burn to pieces, I was like, I, I can't go to bed. I'm going to have to finish this series. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to have to do the next few episodes. Like-
1: he-, he said something like in that moment, he was like, Riley was very lucky that that wooden boat didn't also <laughs> sell fire. because like she's in the middle of the ocean. <laughs>
3: not much like not not much like gets to me in terms of films. Uh, I don't ever really feel <laughs> huge <laughs> amounts of emotion or while watching. <laughs> but that scene actually got to me quite badly. I went very quiet and I had to go in my room for a bit. I don't know. How, I don't know if Ben knows how like knew, but it it proper like. I was
1: like, I laughed as he walked that's... away. I thought,
3: I thought he was I d- it proper. Like it proper affected me. It was horrible.
2: <laughs> honestly, but in the that... best way possible. Yeah, on- honestly, it it's one of those shows where it's, well, shows and films where they're they're the best form of horror where they sit with you afterwards. Mm. You like yeah. you don't finish and you're like, that was good, and then go on with it. You, you just sort of sit and think, and you're like. Oh God! That's (laughs) why I I just
1: watched. um, I love Mid Midsummer where it was me, Christian, like three others. We all came out of it like why she why
2: like oh god it's like, sit sit down yeah. just just sat there like holding the sides of our head like what have we just watched yeah. why did that's we waste my, our time yeah. oh, no, shit. No. my favorite
1: horror is it's it's hor- it's like horrific <laughs> that's my favorite kind of horror it's things that's like it's just true horrific yeah. it's you know true horror. Yeah I, I
2: appreciate the uh over the top schlocky stuff and I appreciate jump scares when they're done well. When they're not done well, it's just kind of infuriating because you know that they're coming. But, but like, there's something about, like, slow burn, uh, as they call it in Scream, elevated horror.
4: Hmm. Yeah.
3: Also, um, didn't everyone have a lovely voice in that village?
1: What, what, they what, were well-tuned, well-oiled machine. I think oh, if yeah. you're out of tune, you get killed, man. You get thrown <laughs> off the island. <laughs> you go in the mainland, you ain't going to survive, man. Do but, we
3: think... Uh, it's pretty ambiguous. Do you think the vampire got away? He kind of seems to be getting nah. away. I reckon if, he did. If they, if they commission a season two, it
2: got away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I,
3: I, I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I hope they just leave it nah,
2: I, think I, I know that I, one of the things that Mike Flanagan said is that this is like basically everything he's done leading up to Midnight Mass was to get midnight mass made like it it was a a, it was a script or an idea that he'd been working on for a while to the point where if you watch back some of his old stuff like if you watch hush the first film that i ever saw of his um the main character is writing a book in that and the book is called midnight mass and if you read some of the passages Mm -hmm. that are on um the computer it mentions like Riley and it mentions people by name yeah, sure, cool. and mentions cool. stuff that cool. happens in the show. And then if you watch Gerald's game, if you look at the bookshelf, the book Midnight Mass is on the shelf.
1: Mm. I, re- I the first half until you find out it's a vampire. I really enjoyed the the mystery. It, reminded, yeah. it did remind mm. me of Lost. Like what's yeah. happening? Me and Dan yeah. were like is it is it flashbacks? Are we gonna time travel? Like, they're obviously all in old age makeup. Yeah, so, some yeah. they're gonna de age. Like, what's going on? Like, how is it working? Yeah, who is he? You know, like, is he he's the old man? Like, how does it work? How are they dying? Like, how are they at what point did I, you clock that? But he, him and Pruitt are the same, same person. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember exactly when I, yeah, I, can't it. I think it's what it when was. he, it, it's I when you see the picture. I think for me, it was yeah. when he it went like full exorcist and the old man was in like jerusalem yeah um i was like oh he's yeah. it's the same guy it's i don't the know there was person. still, still like, like a, a, for a
0: while i still remember thinking it was like gonna be a thing of oh he's kidnapped him and that's how no, i just gold. i just i don't know i just, I just make christian you might be able to answer this or maybe benefits fresher for you guys what was the whole thing about there's a point when he was wearing the wrong robes um there's a bit oh, where the woman who knows yeah, the Bible inside and out, she was like, Oh, you were wearing the wrong groups today, why was that? And he kind of explains it away. Because at that point I was like, Oh, this dude isn't religious at all. He's he's like a vampire like one of the vampire's people, he's come in for the thing. Like, why would a dude who knows
2: it, it is means, a one scene. It's you because can that of mistake.
1: that if that specific robe he wore. Yeah, he think. he was
2: wearing she I mean. she says he's wearing something like the Easter robe. It's like yeah. the robe that he the wears on Easter. <coughs> but it's the resurrection back. robe because he's back to being young. Yeah. He's back to being he's resurrected. himself as a young person. He is resurrected. It's a weird mistake for him to make.
1: I wanna see the the, the episode where he dragged a vampire across, like,
2: the Middle East and overseas and yeah, going in a how's, box. Yeah,
1: how's that going on? How, the, the practicalities of
2: doing that. I don't I think... I, traveled, I think he man. probably just brought the box to the vampire. <laughs> He's, like, just waiting in this cave and the vampire's like, <laughs> well, it's sunlight, so I'm not going anywhere. No, because he mentioned he had to... It took him days. He says yeah. something
1: about that. It takes. I, I just love the idea of him slowly, like, getting ca- carrot on a stick. How are you getting that
3: through customs, man? That's that's Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs>
2: It, well, exactly. it was a boat, you know. He turned up on a boat, so. No customs on a boat. No, oh, no checks. <laughs>
0: also, what, like, it's very. It's quite dark when you actually think about it, but the fact that the whole show, after everything, the button that they decide to end on is the girl being like, I'm disabled again. <laughs> like, that's how the whole show ends is, oh, she oh she by the way, like... this girl who <laughs> had her, like, broken spine fixed. Yeah, she's now disabled again. It needed to, to show black. you that the power. Vampire, I know, I get what you're saying, but it's just like, a oh, that's, that's really sad. Yeah. She's now stuck in a boat, and her legs don't work.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I did like that it left, left on kind of an ambiguous ending. Like, she says, she basically gives you that line to be like, well, the vampire's power is gone. It's disappeared. Oh,
0: yeah, that must mean that
3: the
2: vampire's dead then. Yeah. No, because he was just uh, outside of his, you've got like a sphere of, in, oh, like, he, power. He, he lost signal he lost it lost um, signal but, yeah. but you never you never see them like get to the mainland they're literally in a little rowboat just two of them so like d- you you never see whether there's any hope or whether people like it's like someone who owned a boat was like I've not heard of anyone from that uh, that island off the shore for a while turns up and just finds empty houses and dust and doesn't I know what
0: season two, where those kids get back to the island, they get to the mainland, find a new community, and the exact same thing happens again, but with like werewolves. Werewolves,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Not again. I love that the woman um, who like, was like the villain at <laughs> her very last moment, she's like clawing at the floor. So that was really great. Really great choice. Uh, like, yeah, well, she like, up. On, yeah.
2: Honestly, she, she, like, she was the, the worst character. Like The priest was misleading people and feeding people vampire blood and slowly turning them. But I was like, his faith is like, I can kind of get his faith because it's it's strong, but I don't know, it's weird. Like his faith didn't seem to go too far. He was just really trying to help his community. She was out there poisoning dogs. Yeah, she was like a wrong person. Hand-picking people being like, these people deserve to be saved. These people get to be pushed out into the sunlight and burnt to death. Yeah,
3: she but, was a rotten person. Whereas the priest, like everything he did, he did because he thought it was the right thing to do. He literally yeah. did think it was an angel, and that they were going to mm. become the next stage of them. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, whereas she was just like power mad, horrible yeah. person. Um, right. yeah. Great, yeah, great
0: show, great show, very good show, very, very clever show, just well written. Yeah, full circle to Batman. <laughs> it's just nice ideas,
1: and like Scream, where there's no ideas. Scream
0: oh. was great, oh. and thought was live live off scream I didn't see well, Scream. let's let's get into it while we're here, Ben, why did you hate scream so much? I didn't
1: hate it i so i watched i watched the the new scream um the other day. I didn't hate it i just i i get why you guys... i don't well i don't quite get away with giving it such a high score on that but I get why you like it. it's like I also see why. It's called Scream because it's like almost just the same movie
2: as the it's, first. But one. like, I, like I that, think that third that, act is a joke. But that's spoilers. I, I think that's I think that's the the point of the third act is they're they're doing like the whole film is basically making fun of the 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 product of the requel where you do the same you know it's basically making fun of stuff like 2018's halloween and the force awakens where it's the same but different i
1: don't think it was making fun of it i think I... they i think they just fell into the same trick as i also others, i don't think that this screen... they, first they... film again
0: i don't think that this film is any more like the original scream than any of these sequels are like
1: in it's literally the same, it's the concept,
0: but so it's in the same, in the same, but, so in the same setting that doesn't make it the same thing. It's,
1: I, I was just like, I so lost faith in that third act.
2: They they mention like they mentioned throughout, like they they had she has the whole speech about the 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 requal and how requals work with the the legacy characters and the new characters, blah blah blah. And, and again, they, it, it just Star they,
1: Wars ruined this film. I couldn't, they, I couldn't believe it. They were Star, just Wars the, Star, Wars. Star
2: Wars was the best part about this film because they yeah. literally take the mic out of crybaby Star Wars fans. Yeah, but then they—that's why on Ben
4: one. hated it. But they, they were the
1: killers. They just like they just—it was just some internet dweebs were the killers, and I was like, ugh, it's just so pathetic. No, and they
2: weren't the internet. They were they were toxic fans. They that's were, the like, point. Just
1: these pathetic Reddit fans. And I was just like, yeah. oh piss off. And then Why it, is was that also, any it was also different to it, it just was, being some high school kid in the first It was also film? like really obvious that it was those two as well. Which oh, yeah. I thought was a bit of a shame. Like I, I was I had no doubts it was those two. Really, really, really weird coincidence. It can't be a coincidence, right? So Dan. Once more time in Hollywood,
2: right? It's not a coincidence. They they this, clearly were making Is a it reference. a joke? Or a joke, yeah.
1: It, i i just didn't think it was funny i just thought it was it's just boring i just on, i think it maybe be more funny if like
2: you're about to
3: explain what what this is to me i
1: think I just, so in once for time in hollywood have you watched that film yeah yeah there's that girl who at the end one of the manson girls who gets like a face smashed in and then she gets set on fire by leonardo DiCaprio. yeah
3: mental scene
1: the exact same thing happens to the same actress in Scream. <laughs> oh, really that was
4: funny. It, yeah. It's it,
2: it was baffling. <laughs> I was like, it.
1: it
0: yeah. I like, thought it, it's not
2: funny. I it, thought like, it, it why was, is that not funny? <laughs> I, I I was laughing because of the total like, unbelievability of it. The fact that they they just happened to grab a full bottle of vodka, smash it on her head. They it was just hand managed sanitizer. Oh, was it hand sanitizer? Oh, I thought it yeah. was vodka because that's why I they thought it were was vodka. Body. Yeah. Yeah. Well she
1: says because she said she's got hand sanitizer on her face. Mm. She's like,
3: oh hand sanitizer. So is this a deliberate nod to once upon a time in Hollywood? Do we think? Yeah, I
2: think yeah, it, it, it very Is it? it it seemed like it, especially the, the the there's the whole bit at the end where they're like, oh the killer always comes back for one more scare and she shoots one of the killers and then this girl runs out all burn and still does that does exactly the same scream the with the knife above thing? her head
1: I, and like uh, i think it
3: well, <laughs> very messy i could like
1: say, like say like i get why you guys got it i think because like force awakens exists halloween 2018 exists ghostbusters afterlife exists which does the same thing it's just the same film again i know and but this, this is this just this the same thing again I was, it... bit, I was just, I'm just sick of watching the same film. I, again. Just, again, doing, I don't it's... think this is the
0: same as the first. Scream not fully film. the same, you know. What I
2: mean the It's doing the same as the, it's doing the same as the first film to call out films that do the same as the first. Fi- it's basically do it. You know, it does what Scream does. Like Scream does the slasher tropes to make fun of the slasher tropes. Yeah. I just
1: don't think it had fun. I just don't think it had fun with it enough. I think it took itself
4: itself nah, too seriously. I had seriously. a blast with this film. Yeah,
1: um, and I just thought I was just like, I just thought it was like a bit of a waste of time because like D- the ra- the Randy character ends up having the same fate. There's the scene where it's just no, she doesn't, she lives. Yeah, like like Randy lives. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. Well, Randy dies eventually. In in Scream, the first film, him and this and the same character who is his niece have the same have the same outcome. And there's the scene where she's watching. She's watching the film *Stab*, where she goes, "No, Jamie,
2: behind you!" Then it's Ghostface behind her, and I was like, "I, I We've just have been here. I just, it. I just liked. I, I think I appreciated. I, I mean, leading up to watching the new *Scream*, I watched all four in like the same day, and then went to go see the new *Scream* when it came out."
1: But like, Scream 3 did this. Scream 3 did this. But Scream with the 3 was same... terrible. Like, it had, like, the sets <laughs> of the first house again. Yeah. It's like, we've already done it, like, within Scream. Um, the only interesting thing, the only new thing, which was what was really cool, Dan, um, the, the killer, this is full spoilers, the killer of the first film, um, played by Skeet Ulrich, his daughter... Um, which is fine it's fine um is is now who we didn't know existed is in, is like the lead of this film and during this film the daughter is seeing the actor of Billy the killer ski Ulrich, in, a, in her head and it's clearly the, the dude has come back and they've de-aged him and he's like talking to her even though they have no relationship but it's fine it's those scenes are really good where the killer is trying to like get his influence on her and I thought would it have been really cool if like because these the 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 ghost faces are just some people off Reddit. If you did some like twist where the daughter of Billy Loomis, the original killer, it twists where the they're actually now going to hunt the ghost face and it switches and you have the daughter of the original killer taking it taking it back taking screen back from the internet trolls. There's one moment where that happens where she like stabs Jack Quaid to death, but the whole third act should have been that not just the same thing again, I thought those scenes are really good.
2: I, I just I really liked the attention to detail, even down to being able to watch it back, because I've seen it three times now and see which killer is which. Like uh, again, spoilers if you hadn't already turned off <laughs> from the spoilers that Ben had said, but um when Jack Quaid is killing It hits all like very precise and he'll just stab them once or twice to in with absolute precision to make sure they're dead. Whereas Amber is like much more aggressive, much more sporadic in her killing. She's the one who's like very much like proper murdering over the top.
1: That's just like I thought it was a bit, just a bit kind of just you know, I gave it a 2.5, which for me is just it's you know, it's average. You no, know, it's half of five. I think you that's why I gave Scream three. You know, so oh, I like Scream three. Fun. I don't
0: get why everyone
1: hates it. Because I don't because for me, three.
0: I don't like Scream one is really good, and then Scream two, I'm like, well, you know, there's a nice twist at the end, but this isn't re- This is kind of just the same thing of Scream one, but again, whereas three, they went oh, okay, well, like we're gonna do something very different with this and get super just weird and meta with it.
2: one, one thing I will say is, I really liked that a lot of it was practical. Yeah. Some really cool practical shots, like especially the shot of the side stab through the neck of that guy from 13 Mm. Reasons Why. Um, very, very good shot.
1: (laughs) It's just like it was fine, it was just like meh, just a bit of meh. Like, not it's not bad because they just did the first film and the first film's great, so it's not going to be bad, but like, I get why you guys enjoyed it. I was just like, it didn't do anything. Interesting. Enough I, I, th- for me. I think,
2: like my focus with the screams is always on what their meta commentary like mm. it really. Yeah, but you know? my, my thoughts on the screams is always, I'm always focused on what the meta commentary is is, and uh, yeah. I I just really liked the meta commentary in this one. Yeah. Man. I thought it was better than three and four. Maybe not as good as one and two, in my personal opinion. But I think I rated it the same as two. But I think it's better. Than I, two. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but you like three, so that doesn't count. Yeah, because it's different. Oh, the best gosh, thing about I'm three tired. is it canonizes Jane, and Silent Bob in the Scream universe. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> Where's you know? That's better that's better than all of this new film. So Scream is
2: better. No. It's the it's the worst
0: of the Screams. Um, nah, Scream Four's worse than three. Hundred
2: percent. I, I liked like
0: Scream Four. It's it's d I, I didn't dislike it. I've liked all of the Scream films, but to me. 4 didn't feel like a screen film. It felt weirdly glossy and clean.
2: Mm, I can see that.
0: What are your thoughts on all of this, Dan?
3: I've not seen the film, so I don't care. How <laughs> 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 many of the screens have you <laughs> seen? There's a bit
2: where
1: there's a character in the film called Wes, and then he gets killed, <laughs> and there's a scene where someone goes, Hey, everyone, for Wes. And I was like, ugh. Oh, what do you mean? That's... I get
2: it. Wes Craven died like I get uh, it. See that that was is the he stuff I to show up as a ghost as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the stuff I enjoyed. I I had a lot of fun with the like overly stupid meta commentary.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, a yeah. I've
3: seen a first scream film. I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. First oh, screams mate. obviously a bit of a classic but
1: yeah,
4: I'm Burst just
3: not really crap. into it.
1: I'm not really into it, guys. Because that that's what you said earlier, isn't it there? they are they are a bit of a jump scary kind of one, but a bit more silly,
3: yeah, but the first screen was very much kind of like it was a bit of a it was a bit of a knowing kind of it yeah. was meta itself, wasn't it the whole thing um so I appreciate oh, it on that level
2: yeah, all of them are all of them are very meta the mm. original three are the, the 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 original three are like you know the second one is like meta on oh, here's how horror sequels always happen, and then the third one is like and here's how a horror trilogy has to close off um i can't really remember what the meta was for four it's reboots oh yeah reboots and then this the the meta for the new one is uh, recalls
3: interesting i don't think i'll bother <laughs> <laughs> you've
1: seen the you've seen the first film you don't need to watch this one
2: yeah yeah. I don't, okay.
1: Don't, I just don't think it doesn't bring enough you to the. I
2: table. mean, you you do if you want it to rip into toxic Star Wars fans like Ben.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that scene. Is that just
2: a scene? It is mainly a scene. It's just like, really.
1: It's just really obvious because they go like stab eight really subverts fans' expectations and nobody likes the direction with it. The, like, the, just no, say Star Wars. She, she, <laughs>
2: <laughs> they, they, they talk about the stab movies and they she she says something like. Stab 8 had nothing to do with the original films and it was completely terrible and I think she even says it was done by the uh, the director of Knives Out yeah, which who nice. is the same guy who did Star Wars episode 8 and then one of them goes oh I liked Stab 8 and they go yeah that's because you have no taste it's it's literally just ripping into people both who like the, the last jedi and who complain loads about the last jedi
1: yeah like it's not it's not, make, it's not like pastiching anything. It's just making fun of Star Wars.
2: Yeah, which like, is funny.
1: I just thought it was just lazy. and just really on the nose.
2: Because Scream's I thought always you'd, been on the nose. I, I thought you'd enjoy have, it because fun, really. of the Star Wars connections.
1: No, I think I just don't like Star Wars. I'm, <laughs> like watching, I'm watching Scream, which I don't think ever been that on the nose of said anything that specific in cinema.
4: I don't know. It's been pretty on the nose. It's
1: like, just like about... About Star Wars. I just I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it. Just Star Wars just won't go away. Like it just it's in everything. It just won't leave it's, um, it
2: movies starts, alone. Because Star Wars started this whole craze of requels, I think.
0: No. Jurassic World came before Force Awakens. No,
2: yeah, true. Dracon. Jurassic World was good though. Jurassic Drac- World was very good.
3: Draken in like thirty years when we're all Getting on, uh, there'll still be Star Wars films coming out and Jurassic yeah, Park yeah. films coming out. Jurassic Batman Park, films. maybe not.
0: Star Wars ain't going anywhere
3: in 30 years. We're gonna get more Star Wars, but people honestly not be sick
2: of it by then, yeah. Man, Obi Wan season 37. <laughs> of course, I, there's,
1: just, there's just not that much to tell, uh, not that much story to tell with Star Wars. There's, there's
0: not enough. so much to tell. It's still
1: just good versus evil. At the end the but the, like,
0: you, like thing is with Star Wars, it's a big enough world where you can just take any story and just slap the Star Wars name on it if you want.
2: I, I think I think but the problem gonna... is that you can't. There, <laughs> I think the problem with Star Wars at the moment is that there is this whole universe of characters and stuff to explore and we're still on the same
1: planets, And the same planets. And the same planets. And <laughs> the same sets. <laughs> They've built the set. And which is, which is more annoying really, to you,
0: actually. Ben, when they just straight up go back to Tatooine, or when they uh, they go back to Tatooine, but they call it Jakku?
1: <laughs> Jack off, Yeah, mom. why? why like, <laughs> be, like,
0: Thanks for your input, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, that's a weird one. Like, why isn't it Tatooine? Mm. But then maybe they thought, well, if, he, if it is Tatooine, then people will think it's too similar to New Hope. People will see our ruse <laughs> that we've just redone the first film again. So I don't know, really. Why is it? Oh.
3: It's just the same <laughs> so, stories dressed up in a different skin, no matter what. Yeah. Like, I was watching the Jurassic, yeah. Part, uh, Jurassic World trailer before Batman, and like I was thinking, right, okay, they're trying to recapture the first one. They got everyone, they got the gang back together and all that. But it's it's... It's a similar story to what we're used to. I think we know what's going to happen. It's, it's just going to be like the dinosaurs are going mental kind of thing. I, I Again, would argue uh, this <laughs> is the
0: first one that's actually something a bit different because this is where we're in a world where dinosaurs are just animals now. They're the mainstay on the, on the mainland. But essentially, so essentially, it's going to be like
3: a similar story to what we're used to and similar characters and
1: a similar plot. Uh, you know there are only seven basic plots or whatever, and but same jokes. He'll say must go faster. <laughs> yeah. you know, he'll get his glasses. He'll fiddle with his glasses again when he sees the brontosaurus again. But
3: then it's like we we just dress those those same plots in um in 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 a slightly different different set of, set of clothes, don't we? And like the Jurassic World trailer is just like. <laughs> I was thinking, like, if people's main motivation in films now, like, just outdoing the action set pieces because that's like where the imagination can like roam free. It can't anymore in stories because we're just telling the same stories over and over again. Are people more motivated just to go one one up, like action set pieces kind of thing?
2: That's not true because Uncharted hinges entirely on its action set pieces, and all but one are ripped exact like. Exactly. Shot for shot from the game. Yeah, that's just a that was just a bad.
0: <laughs> I just idea. think lighten up and let's just enjoy films. Lighten up, yeah. Oh, go on then.
2: Yeah, mate. <laughs> Jurassic World Three is going to be great for one thing: dinosaurs. That's it. It's dinosaurs. Just a problem there,
1: James. But like that, that acceptance of mediocrity. <laughs> I mate, it's cannot, not mediocre because it's got
2: I dinosaurs in it.
1: Abide by. Just it.
0: Who cares? Who who has to like dissect everything and be like, oh, does it all work up and then all? who cares if you, you have fun watching a film just question. enjoy
3: it james we're on a don't film podcast question.
0: yeah i know well i'm here to <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, have it, was to have this, it was good wasn't it <laughs> it was fine <laughs> uh, and everyone
3: should just lighten up and uh yeah, jurassic jurassic world 7 was uh, actually I, all right I,
2: par- yeah. I partly agree with both of you Fair like up. i i think concerning stuff like jurassic world it's a big franchise now it's it's sold itself out for that it it's you know it's, it's just it's just fun it's just fun and dinosaur entertainment if you want to get deep and analyze films then there's other places for that but i i think the film world is firmly set in a divide of pure entertainment completely shallow nothing else just for pure entertainment just, just for you know appeasing the masses and like Actual, I mean, it's probably always been that, but like more than ever now, it is like blockbusters and like. But there indie was a dramas. time where
1: they were the same thing. Jaws is a great film and it is entertaining. Star Wars were great blockbusters and they were depthful and had characters. Are they can't can't have have that they had, Star Wars? Like, like is that great
0: now. and it's a f- awesome film, but it's not deep, really, is it? Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, man. Like, like well, you said, it's good versus evil, which is what Star Wars still yeah. is. Yeah, I yeah, think man. I think he it... did the
3: flip. Jaws is good
2: versus evil.
3: A big problem with me, uh, <laughs> one of many. <laughs> <laughs> no, a big problem I have.
2: This is not related to <laughs> <Yeah.
3: I> the. <just laughs> no, of it's like I really like um, like f- feeling like something new, new is happening. You, you know, that's why I liked uh, Batman's first act because it felt like something new was happening. It's all. It's another reason why I don't tend to play as many video games these days, because a lot of video games just seem to rehash the same basic gameplay, like mechanics and and gameplay beats or whatever, however you want to call it, but just have it in a slightly different like skin again basically it's like go there do this step for this guy go go here collect this item that's a video game kind of thing but it's just oh you happen to be like a viking in this game or you <laughs> happen to be like i don't know um some other kind of fantasy figure or whatever you know that, that's that's just
2: that's just specifically Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. games you talk about. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, true. Go yeah. here, do this. There You're the games. Dan. Did you have fun <laughs>
0: playing the Modern Warfare Two Remaster earlier? Dan? no, I know. Yeah, yeah. But that was like <laughs> that was
3: just Modern Warfare Two is like it's just a really dumb, very you can properly switch your brain off and just yeah. kind of like enjoy it for what it is. There is a place for that kind of stuff, you know. But there's a reason why I I I loved Midnight Mass so much compared to like you know. Uh, the the prospect of watching Midnight Mass to me is much more attractive than watching like you know Jurassic World.
4: 3.
2: Oh yeah, I I can fully get that because Midnight Mass has something to say. Jurassic World, yeah, uh, it it might have some loose connection to global warming or treating the world right, but yeah, it's just it's not, not gonna have any massive re- revelations. Yeah, it's not
3: exciting, and all the action like my brain just like switches off during action scenes very very easily because it's like I've seen it so many times. It's just there's nothing like. There's nothing exciting about an action scene like that's just a mediocre kind of action scene with CGI and fake explosions and mad camera movements and people defying physics and there's nothing I'm similar. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Bond for that reason because a lot of the the a lot of the stunts were kind of actually not practically done because I found out that like the the one scene with um the uh, Aston Martin where he's doing the burnout um which I really enjoyed cool kind of scene good scene. very grounded scene thought it was kind of practically done it's actually i'm pretty sure that's mostly cgi a bunch of the stunts are mostly cgi and like you know but but there's something just a bit more grounded and you've not quite seen it before and it's a bit creative and it's not just like
2: you know uh no time to die was just budget john wick nah, yeah that was a great film
3: john wick you know great like when when we when we john wick's like as successful as it is because like like we would not seen that really before like some guy just going insane with like (laughs) uh,
1: good
2: writing that the the best the best thing about (laughs) john wick's writing is that they wrote it in such a way that you felt like you were getting a lot of lore but when john wick 2 came around they added something and it was like yeah, that's, that fits because they, they built a story that they can just add stuff onto and be like, yeah, that's a thing, a great and, and it bit.
1: works. There's that mint bit in John Wick 2 where him and Common, the rapper, are on like different levels walking through a corridor, both <laughs> they're both like, like pew pewing at each other <laughs> like as they're walking. That's great. I, that
2: entire scene is amazing, and I I still I, I love how sort of real everything feels in John Wick. Even the like over the top stunts feel real. But then there's that one scene in John Wick 2 where him and Commoner stood across from each other in the train station, and a group of tourists walk past, and John Wick just disappears. <laughs> hmm. he, he just vanishes, and I'm I think like,
1: there's a bit where they fall down a flight of stairs, and they're both like in real pain afterwards, and like the yeah. Roman stone steps. They're both <laughs> like, oh, oh, god.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: do we think that's the show then boys yeah should we call time yeah thanks for watching we've been the spaceman from pluto that's the end of the podcast don't forget to give us a five star review and subscribe to the channel bye (laughs) bye
4: (laughs) uh, see ya